is going to come from the gospel according to John. The gospel according to John chapter 11. Verses 17 through 27. The gospel according to John. Chapter 11. Starting at verse 17. Amen. You will find these words. And if, if you would, would everyone please stand for the reading of God's word. Amen. The Gospel according to John, chapter 11, starting at verse 17, you will find these words. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is come into the world. Amen. 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 Thank you for standing for the reading of God's word. Amen. Today I want to speak with you from the thoughts. What it means to really believe. What it means to really believe. There is a name I love to Oh. 
today, we realize that Mary and Martha's brother, Lazarus, has died. In verses 17 to 19, we also come to the realization that sometimes Jesus comes after it is all said and done. After the weeping and the wailing, after the professional mourners have come, after the funeral service, after the repast, after the interment, even then, sometimes Jesus comes. But many times we would have wished that Jesus had came before they called cold blue. But Jesus' time is not our time. His ways are not our ways. A lot of times we can't understand why the master didn't come before it all was said and done. So we look at this text, Sister Williams, and we see that it was four days later. Lazarus was sitting in the tomb. Amen. And we realized that Jesus was down the road at Bethany. Amen. And it was about two miles away from Jerusalem. And we find that by this time, many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Amen. After it has all been said and done, we sometimes come behind one another to soothe them, to comfort them. We may even give them some good words, amen. But sometimes even those good words does not soothe our soul. Sometimes we are still in agony and grief over our loss, our situation, whether it's a loss 
of one to death or to divorce or some other separation. But never forget, even though Jesus may delay, he has not denied. It's hard for us to get our minds around sometimes when we lose a loved one who it seemed like they've been taken prematurely. Amen. It seems like they were just too young to die. Sometimes it looks like there's a marriage that may end in divorce that it just seems like it shouldn't have been that way. Amen. And sometimes we cry out and say, Lord, why weren't you there to change my husband or my wife's heart? Why weren't you there? You knew that my child was sick. You knew of their heart condition. You could have reached down and touched them and they wouldn't have died. My husband wouldn't have left. My wife would not have abandoned me. We can't understand why he didn't stop it because we know God hates divorce. Lord, we know that you don't like folks to die, but yet these things occur anyway, even with young children, even with marriages that just have been together a little while. But to be comforted and consoled in the word of God, even dire situations like them, we find the word of God saying all things work together for the good, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Sometimes we don't understand why it did happen the way it did, but yet hindsight is 2020. Sometimes we even see in this life how it all worked together for our good. But there are some things we'll never understand in this life. Amen, because the picture is too broad. There are some things that we will spend our lives scratching our heads and we won't understand. But we'll understand it better by and by, Deacon Johnson. One of these days when we see our master, he'll make it clear to us, amen. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Am I right about it, saints? So we look at our text today. And we see here in verses 17 to 19 that now the consoling has occurred. And amen, we are in a time of grief and travail. Amen. The Jews are doing all they can to comfort Martha and Mary. But they need something else today. Amen. They need to hear a word from the master. Amen. So as we continue in our text, verses 20 through 22. We find that there are multiple modes of response to grief. Amen. Let us look at these verses. We see that in verse 20 it says, Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Martha was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Before we begin to look at Martha's response, let us take a moment to look at Mary. It's only a few words here, but in those words is great impact when it comes with dealing with situations of grief. Amen. We look at the text and it's Mary's in a mode of sitting in the house. 
I don't know about you, but there are times in my life when I am going through that I can't call Jesus' name. It seems like that I, I want to, but I'm, I'm so burdened down. I'm, I'm so heavy that I can't even get a call out to his name. I'm just, I'm down and out. I can't pray for myself. Amen. I'm just in a holding pattern, man. I'm just sitting in the house. So you can see Mary's uh, grief about her brother, amen. And she's just sitting uh, trying to deal with, trying to reconcile that her brother Lazarus is dead. Some of us have had to reconcile with my husband is gone. My wife is gone. My marriage is gone. My child is gone. My brother is gone. My friend is gone. I don't understand why it had to happen so soon. I don't understand how it had to happen in that way. But the weight of it all, you find yourself just sitting in the house. But I want to give you a word of comfort and encouragement today that Jesus knows where you are. Amen. He has not forgotten you. He has not forsaken you even in your circumstance. And God still has a purpose for all that's going on. Amen. He still got a destiny for you. He still got a way of making and shaping and molding, directing and correcting your life so that you can be all that God wants you to be. Amen. And Jeremiah God says through that prophet, he said, I am the potter. You are the clay. Sometimes we're marred and all he needs to do is spin us and and clean up the nicks. But sometimes we are broken so much. We have such cracks that he has to break us and to remake us into who he wants us to be. Sometimes the situations in life that seem like they're so anti-God are being used to break us and to remake us. Sometimes we have misappropriated our worship onto people when we should have had it on the Lord. Sometimes God's got to move some folks out of your life so that you can see God. Isaiah the prophet himself said in the year King Uzziah died I saw the Lord high and lifted up. God had to get out that great king out of Isaiah's way so that he could see God. Amen. It was a time of prosperity for Israel and folks were in the mode of worshiping the king instead of worshiping the king of kings. So sometimes God's got to move folk out of your life in order for you to really be able to see him. Amen. And so on this Resurrection Sunday, amen, amen, we're seeing that it's the turmoil of life where Jesus does the best work, amen. He finds us at our lowest spot so that he can lift us back up again. Amen. Cold blue has been called. Everybody's going home except these last folks to mourn along with Mary and Martha. It's been four days, y'all. Things have gotten rough right now. Rigor mortis bending set in and there's a stench in the tomb. I mean, everything looks real final now. It looks like it's over. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life that I've had issues in relationships and I've watched 
my future walk out the door. And I thought to myself, one by one, it's over. But how many of y'all know that it ain't over till God says it's over? And now in hindsight, I look back at my life and I see that God was preparing me for what I could not handle at that time. God was preparing me and molding me and shaping me, rearranging me and reconnecting me for what I needed to go to the places that he wanted me to go. Abraham was with his family, amen, amen. And God said, go out from among them and go to a place that I will show you. And Abraham believed him by faith, not even knowing where he was going. Saints of God, when we're going through situations of separation, we're going through cold blue, amen, we still got to trust God because God still lives. It seems like things are over now, that all of my future and all of my fantasy and all of my prognostication, all of my uh, prophecies toward the future are gone away, but God's not done with you yet. If you have blood still running warm in your veins, God still has a purpose for your life. And it just may be now you are in a place where God can elevate you to where he's wanted you to be. But you got to believe God even in the midst of those things that we can't believe and we can't understand with our mind. When we sit down to the paper and we try to figure it out. And we keep coming to zero when we're trying to get to a thousand. We must realize that we can't figure it out and we got to let God work it out. Amen. Amen. So we look at our text and we see a second response. And that is the response of Martha. As soon as she heard that Jesus was coming. Saints of God, when you know that you know that you know that Jesus is willing and ready to come to your aid. As soon as the trouble comes, as soon as it's going through, as soon call on the name of Jesus because there's power in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, they that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so as we look at our text, we see that Martha got in a hurry to get to Jesus. And in verse 21, she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When we look at this, having a whole panoramic view of this text, we look at Martha and say, oh, my God, Martha didn't have much faith. But but I say today and contend with you that I like Martha's response. Amen. Because she realized That Jesus did have the power to save her brother. She may not have understood that Jesus has the power to save even after death. Amen. And to resurrect. But she understood that if he was there, he would not have died. That is a response, amen, to knowing that the risen Savior, that knowing that the living Savior at this time, amen, the living Savior has power over death. Amen. And now that he has risen and risen indeed, amen, for us today, we must know that Jesus has the power to resurrect our dead situations. Amen. Sometimes it looks like there is no hope. 
But there's always hope with Jesus. When it looks like you have been counted one, two, three, and you're out. Jesus got a way of saying there needs to be a fourth count. And he holds the hand until he can get you back up. Amen. And we look at this text, we see that she understood that if Jesus had been there, he wouldn't have died. But then she went on to exhibit even greater faith in knowing that, but even now, even now, saints of God, that things have looked as if they're done with, even now, Jesus, even now, when it seems like all your hopes and dreams are dashed, even now, Lord Jesus, even though we can't see how it's going to work its way out, even now. Lord Jesus, I don't know about you, but there have been things that have happened that my lifeline sources seem to be dried up. I had started to believe that I was going to lose my home. I was going to lose my wife. I was going to be out on the street living in a cardboard box. But even now, Lord Jesus. And I'm here as a testimony to show you that God is a sustainer even when it looks like everything is done with, when it's all said and done. What does it mean to really believe? We look at our text and we we realize that Jesus then responded to her. Your brother will rise again. Now Martha understood that even now whatever that Jesus asked of God he would give him. And Jesus responded and said your brother will rise again. But Martha said to him I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Sometimes when we hear the promises of God amen we misinterpret the timetable amen in which God is going to do something. Amen. Sometimes when we don't get our way immediately, like the microwave, the instant stuff, we believe God has said no. But once again, delay does not mean denial. God is not slack according to his promises. And it sure ain't like how men count slackness. Amen. Because a thousand years is to a day as a day is to a thousand years with the Lord. The Lord has a set time to do all things. And it may not, he may not come when we want him to. But he's always what? On time. He's on time even when it looks like stuff has gone into rigor mortis. Stuff has gone into stench. It's starting to disintegrate. Amen. But he's still on time. Because Jesus has all power in his hand. You may have given up on folks. You may have given up on church. You may have given up on job. You may have given up on career. But God has not given up on you. And don't you ever forget that he, is there anything too hard for God? And the answer is unequivocally no. So we see in our text that the glory of God is getting ready to be exhibited. Amen. But in our text today, we're dealing with the relationship of Martha and Mary to Jesus. No different than the relationship that we have to him as well. 
And so we see that she was on a timetable as far as the resurrection was concerned. Sometimes we forget about the who and we get focused on the when and the what. Sometimes we haven't made up in our mind how long long should be. Sometimes we say, well, it has been three years and God has not done anything about my situation. So he's not going to do anything about it. But remember, God's timetable is not our timetable. Amen. Sometimes we focus on the what. We focus on how it should have been done and by what means it should have been done. But we forget about the who. And the real crux of the matter is, it's not about the what or the when, but it's about the who. Jesus has the power to overcome time and space. Amen. He is not bound by these things. Amen. And so he says to her, when she says that I know that he will rise again, In the resurrection at that last day, Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. This is one of the I am's of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I am that I am. He said to Moses and then Jesus says, I am before Abraham was, I am. He says, now I am the resurrection and the life. He said, I am the bread of life. Well, right here, he says, I am the one who has life and death in my hands. He has the life and death of every person and every situation in his hands. And he has the life and death of every soul in his hands. The good news of this text on this Easter Sunday is that he is the resurrection. And he is the life. Because one of these days all will be resurrected. Good and bad. Small and great. But if you got your hand in God's hand then you'll go to the life. And the life eternal. You will go to that place where it's howdy, howdy, and never goodbye. He says, he who believes in me, though he may die. He's saying, he who believes in me, though he may die physically, he will never die spiritually. He says he shall live. Do you not know to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord? If you got your business fixed. If you connected to Jesus, you know that death has no power over you. Oh, death, where is the victory? Oh, grave, where is the sting? It has no power over you because all the power is in his hands. And so we see in our text and he says, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He then turns to the spiritual and he says, hey, those who who live spiritually in me will never die if you believe on me. And she said with assurance, she says, yes, Lord. 
I love that that she said, Lord, because too many born again believers want to allow Jesus to be their savior, but not their Lord. They want to be able to get out of hell and into heaven, but they don't want to be in perfect obedience to him. Once again, Jesus says, if you love me, then you obey my commandments. Amen. He's looking for some obedience along with some salvation. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, to the situations in my life. Yes, Lord. Though things seem like they've come apart, I'm going to still trust you. Yes, Lord. Though it looks like my future is not what I thought it was going to be. Yes, Lord. I'm going to keep on trusting you. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. God give it and God takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And so as I come to a close, she said unto him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ. That's some big talk right there. That's some solid talk because that is what the Jewish community had been waiting for. They had been waiting for the Messiah to come. They had been waiting for the anointed one, the God to come to deliver them from their situation. Some look for the Messiah to deliver them politically and militarily but others knew that he was going to deliver them spiritually and I want you to know today that that same Messiah can deliver you from your sins today can deliver you from the death that you will have if you are not in him but he's willing and he's ready to save your very soul this day today you can be in paradise Yes, Lord. When we look at our text, we realize that he is the son of God who has come into the world. Jesus has come to this world to make a change. A world that was wrought with sin and wrought with death. Jesus came to change the situation. Jesus came as a deliverer. That one Friday evening, he made a change in this world. We were hung up in a situation of death and a dismal end. But Jesus Christ, who went through six kangaroo courts and they beat him all night long for you and for me. They marched him down the Via Della Rosa. They marched him down the way of grief for you and for me. Yes, Lord. What does it mean to really believe? They marched him down that Via Della Rosa to outside of the walls of Jerusalem to a place called Golgotha's Hill. And on Golgotha's Hill, they put nails in his hands and nails in his feet. What does it mean to truly believe? Outside the walls of Jerusalem, outside of all of the what they call the common folk, the folks who are inside the commonwealth of Israel, outside in the dismal place of the skull, he died for you and for me. He died a death that we could not pay ourselves, amen. He took away our sins on that cross because he was on that cross from the third to the ninth hour. And the Bible says from the sixth to the ninth hour, darkness was all over the land. He was bearing my sins and your sins, past, present, and future. He died on that old rugged cross 
for you and for me that we would not have to go to an everlasting condemnation. But that's not the end of the story. The resurrection and the life was taken down off that old rugged cross and put in a borrowed tomb. He was in that grave all night Friday. He was in that grave all day Saturday. He was in that grave all night Saturday night. But it was early Sunday morning. Early he got up with all power in his hand. Power to overcome sin. Power to save a sin-sick soul. He has all power in his hand. And today he has power over your situation and my situation. Just call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Just call on the name of the Lord when you feel like you can't go on. Call on the name of the Lord and he will hear you from heaven. The Bible says that God intercedes for us and that's God in the Son of God. For every time we call on him, even when we can't call on him the way we should, he hears us rightly through his Holy Spirit. You can call on him today. Call on the name of the Lord for you will be saved. The doors of the church are open. If there's somebody here today who does not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the pardoning of their sin, you can get to know him today. Don't wait another minute, another second, another hour. Say, Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord, come in and forgive me of my sins and come and live in my heart. That when I go from this place, that I go to where you are. Or if you come back again, you will come for me. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to be outside of the walls. I don't want to be left out of your new kingdom. Lord, forgive me. Lord, take me in. Because the day is the day of salvation. You can come today. Amen. Amen. All things are possible.
like your own. Amen. Amen. None came, but there is still plenty of good room. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord on this Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Amen. At this time, amen, we are going to move through our service um, expeditiously. We're going to go into our communion. Amen. Amen. We're going to do our offering. And as we come around in our offering, amen, then as you come around into the seats, please leave one uh, pew open between you and the next set of people. Amen. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. So at this time, we're going to pray over the offering, and then we're going to be in the hands of our ushers. Amen. Eternal God, our Father, Lord, we bless your name, Master, for another day. Lord, we thank you for your resurrection power. Master, not only for our lives and the lives to come, Lord, but also in our situations in this life. Lord, that we can call on your name. Lord, that you can resurrect and rebirth some situations that we thought were all said and done. Lord, help us to truly believe. Lord, help us to know who you are and the power that you have. Let us have complete dependence upon you, Master, now, henceforth, and forevermore. Lord, as we get prepared to give an offering, O oh God, Lord, we ask that you bless it once again, Master. Let it be used for your kingdom building, O oh God. Lord, that you get all the glory and all the praise. These things we ask in the blessed name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You are now in the hands of our ushers.